What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the business breakthrough. Back again, and I've had a little bit of a leave of absence, you know, just kind of just head down, grinding out. But we came through with an awesome business breakthrough with Josh Byers of JB Painting. Uh, really, guys, it was about uh, deciding what's optional and what's mandatory. This was a really solid business breakthrough that I think anyone listening is going to get extreme benefit out of. Uh, just want to thank you guys for your commitment to this podcast. Thank you for those of you who jumped on with me uh, who still continue to listen and still continue to grow. Uh, this was an awesome one. And just to encourage anyone out there that uh, wants some advice on business and want to chat with me for a few minutes uh, during a business breakthrough, please feel free to sign up. You can actually click the link in the description of the podcast. Absolutely free. Uh, there's no charge, no upsell at the end, no nothing. So just happy to chat with you and help you uh, in your business. All right, so check it out next. And the Contractor Secrets Podcast starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What is going on, everyone? I'm here with Josh Byers of JB Painting and Home Improvement. Uh, hey, man, you're here. Tell me why. What is the what is the big what is the big thing that you're wanting to overcome? Uh, and then after you answer that question, uh, you know, just tell me a little bit about what's going on in the business. You know, what, what is it you do? And uh, yeah, just give me a brief overview. Uh, so basically, uh, I do painting uh, and home renovations, uh, framing, drywall, okay. uh, painting, basic uh, plumbing and electrical. But my focus is I want to make painting the priority so I'm not stretching myself thin. Uh, the goal is to get a crew together. Right now, it's just me working jobs. I work for I uh, got a couple of real estate buddies, some investors, uh, okay. but I'm trying to make the business, you know, legit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, listening to the podcast, sort of like a legacy thing, trying to right. build something so that my kids can uh, work for me if they want, when they get a little older, that type of thing. So love that, man. Absolutely. What yeah. did you do before this? Uh, I was in real estate for a while. Um, okay. I did that. I, I worked a little, uh, so I did like a long time ago, I did some landscaping, but like pretty much for the past eight years, uh, I've been doing uh, painting and home renovation just by myself. Um, Got it. Got yeah. it. Cool. So let's talk about, um, you know, what, what's the state of the business now? Are you the business? Like, do you have any employees? Um, what's that situation? Yeah. So it's brand new, literally. Uh, okay. I just got my LLC. It's just me. Um okay. I'm doing a drip job demo uh, with you to, you know, try to get a CRM yeah. going. Thank you. I got an appointment on Monday cool. uh, with a marketing guy, try to get nice. my website up and going. There you go. Um, you know, getting some business cards made, trying sure. to get a logo, a brand sure. going. Love um, that. But you've been so, doing this stuff prior to this, just without the mindset of let's get this thing legitimate, right? Exactly. It's just me making money basically. And I didn't want it to stay that way. Sure. Um, sure. Well, you're on a good momentum swing. I mean, the first thing you did, you know, I appreciate you looking into software and then, you know, looking into getting your online presence up. Uh, these are all things that I preach. You've, I'm sure you've heard. 
Um, you know, my biggest concern, and this is what this is just par for the course, uh, is is how uh, how quickly you adjust from I need to do the work to I need to pay someone to do the work, and right. you know you've been surviving for eight years on and off simply by you doing the work. You trust yourself immensely. Um, that's going to be the hardest thing. You and I both know that. So let's talk about what thoughts you've had about bringing in new help. What thoughts have you had about hiring? You know, what does that look like for you? And honestly, that's where I'm kind of, uh, at a roadblock. I don't, you know, I wasn't sure if I should try to do some on Indeed, you know, I was listening to your podcast and I think the approach of trying to take on an apprentice type thing and train someone, I'd like to go that route. Uh, I just, I kind of really don't know where to start. Legacies, you know, a legacy mindset is, you know, I gotta, I gotta find a way or make a way in every aspect of what you're about to head into, because there's this peak you know, that, that you're, you're going to hit, but it can only be hit unless in one possible, one possible way. And that is if you go hard on marketing and you go hard on hiring and they clash and that's the hardest part of what you're doing. And guess what? It doesn't stop. It'll never stop. But the hardest time that you'll ever go through is in the beginning, because that's what sets the tone. It's like the big bang, man. It's like, I got to go hard on marketing software, right? Investing, spending more money than you probably ever spent on this sort of stuff. Super uncomfortable. Right. And then the hiring, you know, and it's when you, from your perspective, it's like, you know, hiring is an option and I can hear it in your tone, you know, and part of me coming here today and is kind of pointing out some blind spots. So don't take offense to that. I'm just saying, I could hear it in your tone. You, you think it's optional. It's not (laughs) absolutely not optional, man. This isn't one of those things where it's like, eh, well, you know, I could probably get an apprentice. No, 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 no. If you want a legacy, it's like, this is a must, bro. It's like now, like ads, learn how to hire. And it's not so much learning how to hire people. It's easy to tell people to come to work for you. It's a matter of learning how to acquire. That's, that's the secret. Like the big, the big challenge is acquiring the right people. And that takes skill. Not only does that take skill, it takes a system. It takes a process because again, if it were as easy as putting up an ad, then we wouldn't have any issues with hiring. And that's literally, I find myself talking about hiring 60 to 70% of the time I do these. So um, I guess the first thing that we should think about is, you know, what the heck are you going to have someone do in your business? And I'm looking at your company name. It says JB Painting and Home Improvement. You know, hey, you're already deep to where I know that you've got probably some ads, like uh, some some marketing things and like all this. But like the biggest mistake is that home improvement thing, you know, because the thing about it is it's like, dude, you know, home improvement means like 80 different things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you go to a restaurant, you know, and you want Mexican food, if they said, you know, Tom's Mexican food and uh, burgers, you know, it, you don't, you know, they might be okay at both, but they're not going to be great at one. People aren't going right. to be talking about it the same way they talk about, you know, uh, Los Ojos, uh, you know, Mexican grill, you know, so right. just a funny analogy, but I just want you to see, not only do we need to look at marketing in a way that, um, you know, we like because we're very tied to our brands, 
initially, you know, we care about that stuff, but we got to look at it in the eyes of our customers. And right. not only do we need to look at the eyes of our customers, we got to look at the eyes of the people that are going to apply for us. So when somebody right. sees JB painting and home improvement, they might be a little apprehensive because maybe they don't want to do home improvement. That means remodeling. That means drywall. That means all right. these things that a painter doesn't want to do because they're painting. Right. So you're almost, because of your business name, you could be repelling help. And we don't want any friction when it comes to the market for hiring us to do work or the market for employees wanting to work with us. Okay. Because any friction is just going to be a hindrance to you. And, I'll, and I'm just letting you know, early on, you can't afford friction. You have to be able to just be in the eyes of a customer. You have to be a specialist. Okay. Or you're going to be a generalist and generalists don't get paid. Yeah. You know, generalists don't even know what they do. They just do everything and think that they're doing something. But <laughs> what you're going to find as a generalist, the last eight years, you, you and I should both agree. It's been a general thing is that you found that you were working way too hard and that's what we want to avoid. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, completely. And that's what's kind of the things, you know, I was asking around and, uh, on some of the Facebook groups, you know, on if I should limit it to just painting, if I should stretch myself out and try to do the other stuff. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up because Josh, uh, the, the mindset, else. yeah, and the thought process behind that is, is well, what if there's not enough paint paint work, you know? Right. And I want to do other things, right? And it's like, again, that that mindset is going to hurt you because it's like if you just focus on just one thing, whether it's home improvement or whether it's painting, I don't really care. But again, within home improvement get ready, you know, because yeah. people are going to call you to fix a leak, you know, and yeah. they're going to call you to, and, and that's going to waste your marketing dollars. That's going to waste, you know, it's just, there's so much to that. Um, you know, be a specialist. And, and again, because not only does it attract the market, it helps the people that you want to be interested in working with you understand what they're going to be doing. Um, right. you know, so those are just a couple of thoughts preliminarily that we need to make sure that we get out of the way because that's where the hiring process starts. Um, and then of course you said a little bit about online presence, you know, again, you want to be able to tell that marketing company, Hey, we paint houses, we do interior and exterior painting, you know, generally speaking, if you say that you do home improvement, you know, they're going to try to create home improvement ads, but I mean, imagine that you're just going to waste your money. Right. So, okay. So we've, we've, nar we've narrowed that down suggestion here, change the name to JB painting. It's early enough to where, yeah, it's going to be a pain in the butt. You probably, you got to file a, uh, it, for your LLC, you just got to file a, a, an amendment, um, and just change the name, you know, and if you have a bank account, you got to change it there right now. Again, you might have some marketing materials that you purchased. You're going to save much more money in the future, <laughs> you know, right. changing it up. Okay. okay. So with that said, when you worked for the last eight years, how did you get your business? What did you do? Uh, primarily it was through, uh, real estate buddies, um, you know, people buying and selling homes, they would refer okay. me. So I'll go in and uh, get to work that way. And I also worked for a couple investors, uh, pay cash for homes, and then they would okay. hire me to do any, uh, any, you know, renovations, anything right. to the house and then painting as well. Right. Um, and then just basically word of mouth, you know, friends, family, word of mouth through them. So those are my right. three, three main uh, avenues. Yeah. So again, going into this, man, you almost have to be reborn. Um, and, and the thing is, is if, if you're not careful, 
you know, those things that you're used to are going to just transfer into your new business. And I love that you have this new mentality of getting all these things in order. But again, if old habits and old, uh, you know, processes creep in, you're going to find yourself in the same position with just better branding, <laughs> you know, right, so right. <laughs> we don't want that. Right. So everything that you do needs to be different. You've got to learn um, how to pay for ads and you have to learn how to convert those, uh, those opportunities into sales. Um, okay. I'm not saying that word of mouth and realtors and all these things are great, but typically realtors want a deal um, for their customers. So you're going to be in a position where, you know, you're doing work for a lot less than you could if you generated your own business and you sold it in a way that a customer was working directly with you instead of through a realtor trying to get their customer a deal. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and you've experienced this. Yeah. So not really a good lead source. I mean, I've been doing this for five years. I've never really thought that realtors are a great lead source. I mean, they're, they're okay. No. You know, I've even done a presentation in front of 15 realtors thinking that, you know, it would generate some business. And all I've gotten were people that were looking for a, a quick deal to sell their home, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's some people that want move in ready work, which is usually pretty good, but doesn't happen as much as I thought. So, you know, yeah. that could just be me, but I'm just saying like, not something to rely on word of mouth. Word of mouth is, is so dangerous in the beginning. Because what's going to happen is, is, hey, Josh, can you do this? Hey, Josh, do you guys do this? And if you don't have confidence that more leads are going to come in the next week, every week, it's going to be a steady flow of, of lead flow. You say yes, because obviously that's a survival technique. You got to do the work, right? So then you find yourself remodeling a kitchen when you should be painting, <laughs> you right. know? And then guess what? The yeah. people that you hire are going to be frustrated because that's not what they signed up for. Yeah. So do you see how I'm getting to the point of what I said earlier about how there's a big bang that has to occur between going all in on marketing and then going all in on hiring and then seeing yeah. it clash. And then you build some momentum there. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, man, like you said, my favorite word legacy, man. And it's like, dude, you got to almost pretend that you don't know how to paint, but you're a businessman and you're trying to put together a painting business. Okay. You know, how do you feel about that? I mean, is that something that you could, can you make that mindset shift? Right. Yeah. That's going to definitely be, I think my biggest challenge, uh, just being used to doing it myself. And, uh, I put out um, a post in the painting contractors group, man, where I almost said that like guys like you have such an opportunity to supersede guys like me. I'm not a painter. I'm okay. Like I could do it if I, you know, but you yeah. have skill sets that you've literally had to use to survive for the last eight years. Okay. Yeah. And you've learned business by default. You've learned, you know, how to put together a bid, you know, how to sell a job. Like, you know, all this stuff, bro, you've already mastered or as close to mastering as possible. The, the physical aspects of the, of the business and you're moderate at the business aspects of the business. So you don't really have much of a learning curve when it comes to business business, which is just really applying the principles that I'm telling you. And in most cases, like with business, if you just hire experts to do these things, you don't even need to get good at it. Right. I'm not going to say, right. Hey, Josh, you need to master Facebook ads. Right. right. Like I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, Josh, you need to pay someone that mastered Facebook ads and have them send you leads. Okay. Well, great. Now you have a monthly marketing team in your business without you having to recruit that team and train that team and oversee that team. You just pay someone to do it. Right. That's the beauty right. of the way this works, right? So you've you've done marketing, administration. If you go with drip jobs, obviously you've created a system of 
following up with customers and engaging with your customers. And then of course, putting together professional bids and scheduling. So you've obviously you're paying for something to help you do that. So what's left if you've got marketing taken care of, and let's assume that you have a team of employees or, or a couple workers taking care of your production, and you have a software that helps you with the administration side, you don't really even need anyone in the office, right? What's left? Getting paid. Sales, <laughs> close, sales. Right. Right. So the only thing that you should be focusing on is sales. Right. Because you have someone generating you business, you have a software keeping you organized and helping you, you know, manage projects and, you know, manage that lead flow. Right. Yeah. And then if you, if you focus on recruiting and you get a couple guys, obviously you, your, your skill set that you need to get good at because you understand production because you've done it for eight years, is just sales, right. Which is probably an area that you don't have much experience in because many of the people that you've worked for have been pretty much handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah. You didn't really have yeah. to hustle. And if you want to create a legacy, there's got to be a, a hustle muscle, right? You got to have that, that thing in you, dude. That's like, I got three guys to feed and a right. family, you right. know, I did a thing. I did a, a, a little talk up, up North in Pennsylvania. And one of the things I talked about was my impact tree, right? When I first started my business, it was just, I was really only impacting two people. You know, I didn't have a family. Right. I didn't, that was it. Like, so if I didn't sell a job, it's like, well, whatever, I'm not going to work. And you know, my dad won't, you know, would be like, Hey, we don't have any work tomorrow. And then, you know, now my impact tree is like 70 people on it. (laughs) So like, if I don't wake up every day and hustle, you know, that's going to impact everyone. And I'm just giving you an example of like, you know, learn that muscle early. And it's almost like when you go into a home, you've got to have a strategy, you know? So the first thing I want to talk about, and I know I'm going a lot, I'm trying to just feed you with as much information as possible. I know I'm going kind of fast, but the most important thing that you need to understand is that Hiring is a must now. It is not an option. Okay. That's it. Right. Yeah. So commit to hiring today. Commit to going through the process of learning how to put out an ad. Commit to learning the process of filtering out applicants. Commit to learning a process of doing phone interviews. I want you to pretend that you just purchased a franchise called JB Painting. Okay. The owners of that franchise are going to tell you as the franchisee, you need to hire and recruit two people to paint jobs for you. Okay. Then they're going to tell you, you need to hire a marketing company or some franchises to do the marketing for you, but that's not our situation right now. You need to hire a marketing (laughs) company to market for you, to get your name out there in this new area that you're servicing and put you in front of customers. And then they're going to tell you, you need to use this software. And this software is going to put together the marketing and it's going to put together the production. So you have a nice, easy way to manage the business. And all you need to do is oversee the production and make sure customers are happy and make sure jobs are being done right and go to estimates. It's a mindset thing, dude. Yeah. Do not paint anymore. Do not work anymore. And I'm tired (laughs) of getting on here, giving people a pass because it's not, it's not healthy. It's just enabling, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and enable you and say, Hey, you know what? Work for a little bit. No, dude, I've seen too many people look up Brad Ellison, man. He's, he's on my podcast. Um, He's been on there three times. This guy started a painting business literally like a month ago. and It's already hitting a hundred thousand a month in sales. Okay. By applying principles, he paid marketers, he used the software and he does sales. That's it. And he, and he recruited subs to do the work. Just a mindset, man. I mean, it's, it's insane. Okay. 
Um, what questions do you have, man? I don't want to go too far off without uh, – I know th- some things probably popped up, and I'm hyped up here on some espresso, so I'm going hard today, man. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the information. Um, yeah, I guess uh, the, the biggest thing um, – do you, do you know of any, like, uh, um, sales, I don't know, guru, like, stuff to read or, like uh, – yeah. Yeah. You know, well, stuff to like get it to something. become a You're better gonna, great. A sales guy or is it like, awesome question, know. man. Here's the thing. I want you to understand sales. This is, I'm going to give it to you as simple as possible, man. You are sales. Okay. Yeah. Like sales, there's strategies behind sales, but you know, the best thing you can be is yourself. And yeah. If you have a strong production system in this business, you're going to convey confidence. Confidence is the strongest thing in sales. If the confidence is legitimate by default, uh, uh, you're going to, you're going to convey trust. Okay. So in other words, the flip side of that is let's say that you go into someone's home and they want a job done, but you're not confident that your team can get it done, but you need the job. Okay. People will feel that you are manipulating and that's a a strong word, but it's almost like you're over talking. You're not, you know, you, they can feel that I can feel it when somebody is, is, isn't legitimate, but when someone comes in with a presence, that says, absolutely, I have a great team. We're going to get this done. This is how it's going to go. This is our time frame. This is what our schedule looks like. And, you know, this is a job that's right up our alley. You being someone that has been a technician in the, in the term of someone that's been working in this field and understands the game so well, you're naturally going to convey confidence simply by how you educate your customers. So I don't want to deviate you to the point and say, hey, you need to read a book. No, right. create a strong production team. And that team for you is going to be two people that work under your supervision. Okay. And that is your goal. You need to hire two people, one with the paint experience, one without painting experience. Let's keep it simple. Okay? okay. And go paint some jobs and go learn that system and put someone in charge and then build a team around, them. you know? And it's like, I look at it like this, man, you, you said my word. So you fired me up, man. Your family is counting on you to do this. You know, you're getting tired. Obviously it's been eight years of you busting your butt. Okay. All right. You know, but you, <laughs> yeah. you don't, don't let it go to waste. Don't go into this doing the same thing with a different logo. Right. right. <laughs> you right. know, like, it's not the idea. Um, so to be honest, don't worry about a sales book. Just, just worry about creating the best product possible. It'll sell itself. When you get to a point where you have the best product possible and it's just being refined and you want to create a new uh, product then that's when you refine your sales process to the point where you can capitalize on more opportunity faster. So in other words, like that's where sales strategy comes in. But in the beginning, you know, all you need is four opportunities and you close one. So if you have a 25% closing ratio, which is like you sell one out of four jobs, that's enough to keep your team busy. So in other words, even if you got really, really good at sales, you wouldn't be able to keep up with the demand of those sales anyway right now. Yeah. The most important thing for you, obviously, you want to get reps in so you can listen to questions and have better responses as you continue to do estimates. But the focus is get that team of two, get them to a point where they can produce a quality job without you being there. Okay. Right. If they can right. do that, if you can leave for the day and come back at the end of the day and know that the job was number one, done well, and number two, the customer was taken care of as close to the same way you would if you were on the job. At that point in time, you've you've stumbled across a treasure that 99% of people who try to do this game uh, are are in pursuit of. Um, right, so. right. 
Okay, I appreciate that. Also, I guess uh, another big question, like, so with working with real estate agents and investors, um, like you said, I'm not getting the most money possible. And whenever I would talk to them or homeowners, I think I would get too much of like a bartering uh, system as opposed to, uh, I guess, accurately uh, estimating uh, pricing that might be a little higher now than what I'm used to type of thing. Right. Um, I don't know if there's any, I don't, and I know pricing is different depending on where you live and all that sure. jazz, but sure. I don't know. That's just something that was on my mind. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You like sports? I do like sports. Yeah. What's your favorite sports team? Uh, Pistons, baby. Pistons, right? Okay. Yeah. Same game. Okay. Some people sit up in the nosebleeds and some people sit on the floor. Okay. Sure. Same yeah. game. Yeah. So in other words, why do people pay more? Tell me. Uh, better what? quality better, better seat. what <laughs> better seat right better what experience yeah. right yeah yeah so in other words again same game same atmosphere different yeah. experience right yeah. it's the same thing first of all you got to realize that some people will never pay to sit on the bench at a pistons yeah. game including myself i don't like the pistons so i probably wouldn't spend that money right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's right. some people i don't in other words i don't value the pistons right, right. but you do so there's people that don't value their home and painting the same way other people do. And that could be a, a mix between a few things. One of which is they've never been through a poor experience that have created enough of a drive to value. In other words, they haven't got a right. bad, ta they haven't got a bad tattoo yet. Right. You yeah, get a bad tattoo. Yeah. Guess what? You pay more for the next guy that knows exactly what they're doing. Right. Okay. So, so we can't take that personal. We just got to understand that, you know, we can continue to educate them, but if they've never been through a bad experience and understand that, Hey, you know, what I'm offering is extreme value to you in terms of our communication and all that stuff. Guess what? You know, I can understand why you wouldn't pay as much. So you can't, you can't let that influence whether or not your pricing is good or bad. The thing okay. about it is, is again, I'm going to go back to this. You have not had enough reps. You have to get yeah. in front of the right customer. In other words, if I'm trying to sell floor tickets to a Pistons game, if I, even if even, are you in Detroit or are you just around yeah, the suburb of Detroit? Yep. So, okay. Yep, so you're suburb, in Detroit. Yeah. So in other words, but there's people in Detroit that could care less about the Pistons, right? Yeah. I don't give a damn. Right. Yeah. So in other words, if I'm only doing estimates, you know, if I'm doing one estimate a week, I have to hope that I'm landing in front of a Pistons fan. Yeah. You understand? Especially yep. if it's word of mouth. So right. in other words, like that, that person wasn't vetted. Not only are they not a Pistons fan, they don't like basketball. So in other words, they're not a JB painting fan. They don't even care about their house. And then you go in there and try to sell a job for the price you want. And they don't value either one. They just want paint on the wall, right? right. Like, you yeah. know, so the, the thing about marketing and why marketing is important, because number one, it attracts people that like painting because right. they're attracted to the ad. And number two, if it's done right, they'll be attracted to people that like JB painting because you're the one right. who put the freaking ad out. So when you show right. up at the house, there's a certain perception and you're stacking the deck against your pricing because you're dealing with people that want to deal with you because they, yeah. they have some sort of, they have sort some sort of, you know, attraction to whatever it is that you put out there. So yeah. I just want you to understand that is that don't utilize that those experiences as you know, what you would consider a truth of people don't want to pay enough for my, my services. We can't, right. we can't say that's true because 
I don't know if you've actually been in front of people that want to work with you. Sales is about sure. perception. So one of the things that Drip Jobs does really well is create the perception that you are above average. That is a focus of right. ours when we build the software. So in other words, like, you know, I look at it like this, that initial interaction. So let's just say, for example, and I'm going to help you understand how perception can sway someone's buying decision in terms of how much they spend. Okay. So let me say, let's, let's say this, when a realtor would give someone your number. Okay. That's usually how it worked, right? They gave you your number. Yeah. They would call you. Okay. Now, and you might laugh at this. Is your business number, your cell phone number? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) So let me ask you another question. Please be honest. How do you answer the phone? Just say, this is Josh. Hey, this is Josh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you say that for everyone. It could be your aunt if the number's not safe, right? Hey, it's Josh, right? And you're just hoping that, you know, it's, it's, you know, okay. So from there, customer says, I'd like an estimate. I got your number from Joe, the realtor. How do you proceed? I just basically ask him, okay, where do you live? You know, when's a good day for me to come out and check out your house? Absolutely. Okay. So when you get that information, what do you do? I say, all right, sounds good. I'm free these days. Uh, do cool. they work for you? And then, cool. you know, go to where do you set up put the, time. the where, where are you putting the information? Well, yeah, that's just it. I'm just put right there. a piece okay. of paper, like a journal. Paper, journal. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's stop there. Okay, so there's some friction there. Not, and then there's sometimes where you'll say, hey, can you text me your information? Maybe you're really busy, yeah. right? Has yeah. that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was a subpar greeting. Not your fault. Just giving you some coaching here, right? Subpar <laughs> right. greeting. And I, I don't want to be disrespectful, man. This is, this is no, it's cool. I understand. You know? Cool. All right. Subpar yeah. greeting, subpar experience, no follow-up, nothing. And hopefully you show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the perception is this was an average experience. So I should expect to pay an average amount of money. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's look at what my business does. Yeah. Same, same customer. I got your number from Joe. Okay. Perfect. Excellent. So what, what do you want done? Oh, I'd like interior painting. Perfect. That's exactly what we want. But when they, when they call, let's go back a little bit. Cause I skipped that part. When they call, obviously separating my business and my personal phone with an app called open phone. If you don't have this app, you need to get it open phone, best phone system out there. Okay. Phenomenal open phone. Anyway. So it rings my phone, letting me know that my business line was called. So when I see it, I know that it's a business call and I say, thank you for calling premium painting. This is Tanner. How may I help you right off the bat perception? I'm dealing with a professional company. They don't know I have 10 or 11 employees and I've been answering the phone that way since I started my business. So you don't need to be big. Okay. To act small. Right. So answer the phone with that greeting, professional greeting. Now they're like, okay. So there's a gauge going on in their head. Like, okay. All right. This is good. I trust this company. All right, cool. I'm, uh, you know, imagine they just called you before that. And then they talk to us and I say, great, what do you want done? Oh, I'd love uh, an interior painting quote. Okay. Do you want me to give you my information? I say, no, absolutely not. We make it really easy. I'm just going to send you a link and just fill out your, fill out this form. Tell us what days you want. And then we'll book your estimate uh, within one to two hours. Okay. We'll pick the time for you. Right. So they say, great. I send the link from the drip jobs app. They click it, they fill out their information. And then when they click that button within seconds, a text message shoots to them and says, thank you so much for, you know, requesting an appointment. It routes them to our website after they do that. So they can look at our reviews. Right. Okay. And then from there in my system, I go in and I approve the request. 
inside of drip jobs. They get a confirmation. Your appointment is with premium painting has been approved for, you know, tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning at this location. We're so excited to meet with you. Right. Yeah. So when we show up, all right, same customer, different experience, people yeah. pay more for a better experience. Yeah. That's the reality of the situation. So this is sales before we even give a price, bro. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in oh, other yeah. words, like all of these things play into part. And if you really dial into how you are as a consumer, you're the same way. There's grocery stores yeah. that sell chicken on the east side of town. And there's grocery stores that sell chicken on the west side of town. Same chickens might even be from the same damn farm. Guess what? You're going to the other side of town because you get a better experience. There's a bagger there. It's going to bag your groceries and make you feel safe on the west side <laughs> of town or whatever the other side of town is. You don't even know if you're going to come out of that grocery store without getting into a scuffle. Okay. Right, so right. just giving you some fun analogies to help you understand that, oh, yeah. like, you know, we got to shift that mindset to experience, experience, experience. People are going to pay more for that. No, it's cool. I appreciate it. Makes perfect sense. What was that, uh, uh, program you used for payroll and stuff again? Yeah. So again, that's, you know, when we talk about experience on the customer side, right. Perception. Okay. That's really what it comes yeah. down to is they're perceiving you in a way uh, that exudes trust and confidence. We want our employees to feel the same way, okay? Yeah. And the reason why is because, again, we want them to be committed. We want them to feel as though this is a step up from where they were before, and that induces motivation, and it creates loyalty because, again, they don't want to go back to something not as professional because they finally feel as though, and, and this is the opportunity we have in this industry because it's not like, you know, you're a, you're a bank and you're recruiting people that worked at another bank that had a payroll company. You think anyone is excited about freaking uh, uh, direct deposit if they worked at a bank and now they work at another bank or worked at a professional setting? No. But in right. our industry, if you tell someone, hey, man, we're going to give you direct deposit, they're like, really? Right. right. So right. what an opportunity. And that, that to me is, is, again, another must. It's called Gusto. Gusto is phenomenal. One of my other favorite apps, um, you know, that you should totally invest in. There's a link in the description of this podcast if you want to listen, if you want to check that out. Um, but yeah, so Gusto is super simple. Just to give you a brief overview, you just add their email in and then Gusto onboards them, gets all their information, all their bank account information, logs them in, gives them a login. And then all you do after you set it up initially, which takes an hour or so when you first sign up, is you just put in the hours that they worked. And then that's yeah. it. Gusto takes the money out of your bank account, puts it in theirs, pays the taxes in, in between, and you're legitimate. You just pretty much have an HR department at your disposal. Nice. Very cool. You know, so, you know, these things help, man. You know, again, like creating the perception, but you got to start hiring. So let me ask you this. You have two people that you need to hire. Let me ask you kind of before this conversation, if I were to talk to you, you know, what would be the strategy to recruit those two people? And, you know, do you think that's even possible to get someone this week? Um, I think the best way would probably have to be to invest in something like Indeed, where I actually can put down what my expectations are, who I want, what they can expect of me. Uh, and so it's visible because otherwise I'll just be asking around. You know what I mean? Right. People I know. It's almost like word of mouth, isn't it? Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. hey, anybody got yep. any work? <laughs> You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so again, yeah, setting the expectations of what you want, not only in terms of skill set, but in terms of character. Okay. I have a, I have a hiring course. You may have heard me talk about it. 
happy to give it to you for free, man. I want you to take advantage of uh, just some of the strategies in there. It's going to speed up your learning curve. You should set a goal that you should have two hires by next Friday. And I think that might seem a little like, whoa, uncomfortable. But if you want to create a legacy, dude, your life is going to be uncomfortable uh, to create okay. comfort, right? That's the goal. You, right. you do uncomfortable things now for comfort in the future, whether that's for yourself or for your family. Right. right. Soon it's going to be almost like easy for you. Like, in other words, you're gonna be like, oh, I need two people. Cool. I'm going to do my process. I'm going to refine that process and I'm going to just spit out an employee. So indeed cool. is right now the hottest man. Like you got to understand it's like wherever the people are, that's where we want to put our, put our face in front of. Um, right. So the budget should be $40 a day right now. That's what I'm seeing. I'm, I got 80 applicants again uh, on an ad I put out on Monday uh, at $40 a day for a uh, house painting employee. Wow. Yeah. 80 applicants. You're in a good business. People want to do it. You know, it's not like you're uh, doing underwater, you know, boat cleaning, you know, it's like (laughs) you're, you're, you're doing, you're painting houses. People would love to do this profession, you know, and and want to learn it. That's what I'm saying. Find somebody with a lot of experience and then find somebody with no experience that just has experience with like, you know, maybe some landscaping or somebody that can, that can put their head down and work, build that team. But if I give you any rules, I'm telling you, if you follow this advice in a month from now, you'll be a different person. You'll have a different experience in business. You'll probably be much more fulfilled in terms of like what you've created. But if you don't take my advice, you're going to want to reach back out again, talking about these same things and probably replay this. So I'm going to give you the things that we talked about so you can remember. Number one, hiring is not optional. Like that's that's a qualification for entry if you want to create a legacy. If you just want to create a job, for yourself, then yeah, it's optional, but you know, you told me you want to create a legacy. So I'm giving you what you need. Yeah. Second thing is, is that perception is everything. Get a business phone, get gusto. Okay. When's our demo for drift jobs? So today, uh, I think it's a 10. Yeah. Try to do oh, it. So back we're just going to bounce. For, all right, cool. So we're going to ride the <laughs> right. wave of momentum right there. So that's, that's cool. Right. So you're meeting me right after here for drift jobs. Love that. Okay. So this, the third thing is, is obviously we said hiring wasn't optional, but aggressive hiring is, 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 is optional, but you know, we're going to say that it's mandatory $40 a day, get that budget up to 40, you know, facilitate it in a way to where you can at least sit down with three or four people over the course of the next week. So in other words, aggressive hiring is when someone puts in that application, you're reviewing that application, you're sending them a message for a phone interview, right? That phone interview is within the next hour or so, or just tell them, Hey, what's a good time today to talk. That's aggressive. And what you're doing by aggressively hiring is you're seeing how committed they are, right? If you don't hear a response right. back in six to eight hours, you don't want that person, right? Yeah. So you, I'm not, we're not being desperate here, right? You have to look at it like momentum in business is very important. In other words, like if I went and did an estimate for a customer, you know, Josh, and that customer, you know, we did the walk around. I was like, all right, you know, what? actually real quick, I got to go to the store. I'll be right back. And then I go back and like finish the estimate. And she's like, all right, well, what's the price? And he's like, uh, actually, hold on. Um, I have to run, run to a job real quick and I'll be right back to give you your price. And it's like, you know, no, there's a momentum of like that, that momentum swing. It's like, we're both entering this agreement together, right? Yeah. Like, it's just how it works, yeah. right? And, and it's going to be smooth sailing, right? And then that's how you want your hiring to go. It's like, they want an opportunity. You're ready to give one. That's when yeah. a hiring decision gets made. And then that's when you guys move up on the up and up swing. But if you get somebody where you're compromising, along the way, like they're not totally committed, but there are sort of committed is it'll never work out. So aggressively hiring is, Hey, phone interview. Can you meet, can you talk today at four o'clock? And if they take eight hours to respond to you say, actually, we moved forward with another applicant in-person interview. Can you meet tomorrow at at three o'clock? Oh, well, you know, 
Um, I don't really do anything on the weekends. Okay, cool, man. You know, unfortunately it's not a good fit. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. you want people that are hungry early in your business. You've got to have that right. level of standard, especially at this point, Josh, because you don't have time. Like you yeah. got to make sure you find somebody that aligns with your vision, aligns with the standard. You obviously know the business so well to where you could teach it, which is again, one of the biggest benefits for you. All that time that you worked was not wasted. It made you, it's going to make you a better project manager and a better trainer. Right. Yeah. All right. So we've covered a few things. Optional is doesn't exist. Sales perception. You're focusing on that today. Uh, and then aggressive hiring is, is going to be so important. And number four, here's, here's the last thing, man. Listen, I'm not, for some reason today, I just feel so called to give you this. Do not paint. <laughs> okay. That's it. Don't paint. You find a paintbrush in your hand, man. This, that you, you, you missed a step. <laughs> okay. You missed a step. Let's just, let's just assume that you're allergic to paint. Okay. Okay. All right. You can <laughs> oversee good. and you can supervise and you can train, but like don't paint. And, and, and number okay. five would be hire a marketer. All right. So yeah. did you hire a marketer or is this somebody who's just building your website and like doing a few things? What does that look like? Uh, he, I'm actually, it's uh, a guy who my wife knows. Uh, he opened his own business. So I'm meeting with him on Monday. I'm kind of having a Zoom meeting, see what he offers, what he can do, his pricing and all that stuff. Cool. So. Yeah. Not knocking them, but you need, you need somebody that focuses on painting contractors. Okay. Okay. There's generalists and there's specialists, just like we discussed. Okay. Okay. All right. I have a recommendation for you. I'll give that to you separately. Yeah. I just want you to know that you're not really at the luxury to let someone figure out how to market to customers for painting contractors. Right. You understand? That's true. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. you don't have that luxury right now. And I'm not saying that this yeah. person is a bad person. I'm sure they run a nice right marketing business but many marketers are generalists they'll market for the lawyer down the road and then they're going to market for the yeah. painting contractor how are you going to be effective at that right yeah you can't you need a marketer for painting contractors you need somebody that works with painting contractors every single day yeah if you want to be successful that's like hiring right. a, a, an employee when you want a painter but he's just happens to just do everything. And it's like, that's great, but I need someone that's really good at painting. So, right. you know, that knows how to spray and the brush and roll and those different substrates. So that's my focus. That's, that's what I think. Cool. Okay. No, so I appreciate that. that. No problem. I'm going right, to give you my hiring course. I'm going to give you the referral and then we're meeting here in about 15 minutes. So, uh, All right, see cool. you in 15 minutes, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Dan. I really Was appreciate it. helpful, that. bro. Very helpful. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate it. You're welcome, it. man. It's my pleasure. Thanks, I'll man. check in with you in about 15 minutes. All right. Thanks. All right, man. See you. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening to that awesome business breakthrough. I hope you got a lot out of it. So next up is a pro spotlight. Uh, we have Mark Bradford. He is a pro drip jobs user crushing it. Now, what's cool about Mark is that he was one of the people that was like literally on the fence. I couldn't get him to budge. I think he signed up one time and then didn't really use it, canceled and then came back and then he used it and he loves it now. So this was awesome to get him on. Uh, to share what Drip Jobs is doing for him. And uh, hopefully, if you're on the fence, maybe you can see what Drip Jobs can do for you. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay, first of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use Drip Jobs. What's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place, um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with nice. my get a, get a, uh, request a quote button. Yeah. And it's just every email, every phone call that I get, uh, for, 
you know, customers requesting an estimate. Uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs yeah. takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google calendar when that comes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like drip jobs is too big, right? Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple of full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, All right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing, um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that grow you know, into drip it. Jobs, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so I was, like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you don't have to say, hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number, and then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, Just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, Yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh, getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling is been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just because I proposal mostly after I send the proposal and, you know, um, so I I've, gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, So overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, one of our focuses as a company is to like, try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, it's yeah, you, you can jump right in as long as you're, you know, somewhat computer savvy. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's getting, and it's getting more user-friendly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you notice we started putting the, uh, the lead sources there on the, the, on the deal cards? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like being that. able to see where people come from, right? Yeah, and the customers <laughs> have been using it too. It's yeah, great. yeah. Well, yeah, we forced them to. 
on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth, cool. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth. Okay. And you know what? Gen generally, people are really honest on there, um, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's yeah. not like you know they just like pick whichever one. Because I'll kind yeah. of follow up. So I'm like, how'd you hear about it? Just to see if they lied. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, that matches with what you put. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. I got data that I need to look at, lady. So make sure you're you're, you're correct here. Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone. I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt. And I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs, what's one thing you would say to them? you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate, if you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's, that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing and, uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro. And it means a lot. Yep. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.